Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your site is delayed by more than one second, it could literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load speeds, and even a free high-speed content delivery network or a CDN. But that is not the best part. Even if you are on another web host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging areas, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit bloggerevolution.com hosting for your 50% coupon. That's bloggerevolution.com hosting. Remember, a fast website means higher profits. This site is worth at least $15,570. Wow, you know, that's pretty outstanding to say that the site was acquired at $5,890. Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. All right. So now it seems as though these income reports seem to be coming faster and faster, more and more feverishly as time goes on. And I don't know, maybe because I have kids now, time just flies by. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it just seems like month after month, it is so exciting to see this Project Coven case study continue to grow. All right. And right now we're starting to reach kind of the fever pitch, you know, the summertime. And that's really when this niche is rolling. I'm totally expecting it to grow a little bit more. But it's going to be interesting to see just how seasonal it is. I've been creating some content, hopefully, so that it can kind of bridge the gap. But, I mean, there's no real guarantees there. But still, exciting to see the fact that we have reached a couple of milestones. And that's what we're going to talk about today in this update to the Project Colvin Month 5 of the case study. If you haven't already, be sure to go check out the previous months. Very, very interesting information. You get to kind of see inside my mind as I just literally rack my brain over everything, trying to get this thing up and running and uh, just making it nice and entertaining. And it's nice to see that uh, it has gotten a pretty good response. It's some of the most um, listened to uh, podcast episodes, some of the most viewed YouTube videos. So it's nice to be able to see that other people are enjoying the uh, the progress of this Project Colvin case study as well. But if you haven't listened to the other ones, you're catching this maybe in the middle or whatever, be sure to go back to episode zero. Sorry, not episode zero, but uh, the month update zero uh, that started 
just about what five months ago i guess is where we're gonna go but anyway let's go ahead and jump right into the numbers because that's what everybody wants to know right so uh what we're gonna cover so far in this uh update of the project colvin case study is let's look at some of the newest traffic numbers the income and expenses um for month five and then up to month five a few changes to the blog that i've made how that age domain is working out for the site so far um i made an interesting change to the table of contents so that's going to be really interesting make sure that you stay tuned for that you may even want to implement it for you and your site as well i um, got a little hack for you with that one um tomb rating seo actual implementation of moving forward with it it's a very special way to uh, do nice competition analysis as type SEO. And uh, by doing this, we can try to get some um, traffic faster. You know, that's really what the whole goal of this is. A few of the blogging ups and downs, you know, things just happen. You know, how are we pushing through it even when things don't necessarily work out the way that we want? And then the goals for month six. So let's go ahead and jump right into this. And first of all, let's talk about the newest um, traffic numbers. But the first thing to contribute to those newest traffic numbers, no doubt would have to be new articles. So in the uh, month five, we were able to add 17 new articles to the site. That is around 18 to 19,000 words. On average, that's around 1,100 words per article. So we're still going after very low competition, not needing a long, super ridiculously long article in order to rank for some of these terms. Really just anything that answers the question, you know, and sometimes you don't need 3,000 words to answer the question. You can do so nice and succinctly from 800 to 1,000 words, but in the articles that we've gone for so far, around 1,100 has been the average. Um, 17 articles is, again, a little lower for what I am wanting um, for this particular site. I would like to jump up to around 30 to 40 articles per month so I can get to my um, 250 article goal because that's what the goal was from the from jump, from the immediate time that we started this uh, case study. But, you know, I mean, I'm running a couple of other businesses and things just happen, you know? So uh, the fact that I did get 17 shows that I'm still on track to get 250 by the end of the year. I would like to get a little bit sooner because the fact that the site is responding to the articles, income's up, traffic's up, as you'll see as we go through this. It is nice to see, and I would like to double down on some of that content. But um, we'll see if it happens in month six. Got a couple of things coming down the pike in terms of uh, with the online, with the uh, uh, blogger, uh, what do you call it? Blog Builder Pro. Uh, course i'm moving over platforms again it's a whole nother argument for a whole nother day but i'm just saying that chances of me getting more than 17 articles next month is probably going to be pretty slim but i will get at least that i will promise you that so let's go ahead and look at some of these traffic numbers um great news we finally broke 10,000 page views which is that's heartwarming all right i guess is the way you can really look at it because it's nice to see that the income is, is working out, the traffic is working out, the time and effort that we're putting into this has effectively doubled the traffic within a couple of months. Uh, it, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. And um, because of that, I would like to put in more resources into this because I believe it's going to be kicking more of it back. Um, the site is getting ready to get to the point to where it's generating um, around the same amount of money as I'm investing in it each month in terms of content. So, it's when it gets to the point to where it's self-sustainable all of a sudden we have a break-even asset you know and that's 
that's when stuff really starts to get crazy, right? But um, we were able to break 10,000 page views this month, which is pretty awesome. Let's look at some of the uh, uh, increases that we had, but we're gonna also look at a couple of the decreases and see what the reasons could be for those. Uh, so first of all, um, the number of page views was up around 24 or so, 25 or so percent. So we went from around 7,900 page views to, a, to just over, just, just under 10,000 um, total, which, is, you know, I'll take 25% increase every single month for as long as I can take it. Uh, so I'm, there's no complaints there. Uh, pages per session, which is uh, every, every time a person lands, a brand new person lands on the uh, website, how many pages do they click through? You know, basically, that's down 5%. I'm not too, too worried about it. Usually if something changes from 5% or less, yeah, I'm not really too worried about it. I like bigger numbers just before I start worrying. Now, something that was a little concerning was the average session duration had dropped over 22%. And that's a, that's a little bit concerning. Um, we went from around 44, uh, sorry, 57 seconds per uh, average session duration down to 44 seconds duration. Um, I do believe I do know why this is happening. And it's one of two things. One, we went ahead and turned back, uh, turned vignette ads back onto the site. And the reasoning for this is that we did um, had our, our quarterly sit down with Ezoic uh, regarding this particular site. And they recommended to turn them back on just to at least test it. I'm like, you know what? Why not? You know, let's just see what it is. It's a case study site anyway. So the whole point of this site existing is just so that we can, you know, get some further insights on what you can do for your blog, right? So we decided to turn these vignette ads back on. And um, for those who may not be familiar, a vignette ad of those, I'm going to be honest, somewhat annoying ads that show up in between clicks. So you land on the site, you click on it. And then right before it brings you to the next page, it pops up an ad right there. Um, I will be honest, those things are annoying for me, but apparently, and according to a lot of the uh, information that Ezoic has, they're saying that it doesn't uh, affect things as much as you might think they do. And you do have to kind of get out of your own head with some of these things, let the numbers tell you. And I know with me saying all of that and then my session duration is down 20%, you know, that might tell me right there. But I want to give this a full test and a full try. So I'm going to let it ride for the entire month and then see what really happens. I really only had it on for like a week and then kind of freaked out and you know <laughs> turned it off. But um, it could be that as well. Another reason why that could be down is I have uh, finally started to implement some uh, pop-ups on the site as well, trying to get people to go to my uh, different affiliate offers. Um, I am getting clicks, I think only one purchase or something like that went through, hadn't gotten paid for it though, unfortunately. But um, that could be another indication there as to why the session duration uh, has dropped. So we're going to let it ride for another month though. Just let it ride and and take a look at the real raw numbers and then make a decision from there. Um, worst case scenario, we turn off the vignette ads. We go a little bit lighter on the pop on the exit intent pop-ups and see what that does. And hopefully that'll um, fix our average session duration. All right, next up is uh, if we take a look into the Google Search Console, we are getting a nice trend up. I can, it just, it looks nice. It's not quite a hockey stick. I don't want to call it a hockey stick because that's not what it is, but it's trending up. And a lot of this, you do have to consider the fact that we are um, coming out of the seasonality of the site where, you know, it's the spring, it's the summer, 
people are more outside. They're now participating more in the, the niche that Project Coven is in. So we're getting a little bit of that, but just to be 100% clear, I did compare this with the statistics from last year as well. And even with those statistics, it is uh, good to note that traffic is up around 30 to 40% even from then. So this same time last year, we're getting 30 to 40% more traffic than we were at this same time last year. So that's awesome, right? That that's, that shows that it's not just the seasonality. The new content on the site is still bringing in new eyeballs. Can't get any better than that. Um, one thing that we did add to the site as well is if you remember in our previous month, we did add an aged domain to this particular case study. And uh, one thing that we didn't do, we did all the 301 redirects, all that fancy stuff, recreated a few articles to make sure that we could preserve those links. But the one thing that we didn't do was go into Search Console and tell Google to redirect the traffic. Um, apparently, this is optional. You don't necessarily have to do it. I was able to talk with a couple of people and they said on some of the sites, they don't even do it or think about it at all. At this point, I hadn't done it or thought about it at all. But um, I saw someone say that, you know what, it won't hurt. And so I was like, you know, let's go ahead and do it. So uh, I dug into the settings in Google Search Console, and I was able to uh, migrate the, the age domain to point two the new domain. And uh, by doing that, it's uh, I did notice a bit of a jump in traffic, like literally the second that I did it. So there might be something to it. I'm hoping so. As we get further and further removed from this, then I can be able to see that inflection point of when that redirect happened. I'm telling, officially letting Google know that, hey, this age domain is now pointing to the new money site. So we'll see how that goes. Again, only time will be able to tell with that. Um, the average CTR or the click-through rate has gone up a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean like a tenth of a point. I um, mean, went from 2.1% to 2.2%, which is a good thing because it shows that I'm, I'm having to fight against a lot of what the site was before I acquired it to now what it is now. And these newer articles are getting much, much higher click-through rates than the old articles were at the time. So it's having to fight against that old history. And it, hopefully it's, it's showing that the with the CTR improving, the average position improving, it's actually getting a lot better. And it shows with the amount of impressions and the amount of clicks that the site is getting now. So um, now that we've talked about the traffic, let's go ahead and jump into the income and the expenses. So the EPMV has gone up 33%. And this is actually pretty good because uh, it did take a little bit of a dip in month um, four. And it was a little concerning. We didn't know what it was. Um, when we first put the site on Ezoic, we were getting some crazy high EPMVs around you know $40 or so. Not bad for you know a brand new site that was just put on Ezoic relatively recently. But then it's been all downhill from there. And it, it leveled down at around 22, 23%. I'm sorry, 23, $22, But now over the last six weeks or so, it's gone up 30, 33%. Now we're averaging around $26, $27. It's getting better. I'll continue to take it. Um, maybe there's some articles that were getting traffic that's no longer getting traffic. I don't know, something like that. Um, part of it too may be the fact that new articles are getting 
more traffic. And since the impressions are going up, maybe the clicks aren't as quality as they used to. I'm not really sure what it could be, but that's just one thing to keep in mind. But the EPMV is still respectable. Don't get me wrong. Um, I know some people who are, you know, creating sites and they're getting $5 EPMVs, $4 EPMVs, $7. And that's tough. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I try to choose niches that have decently high EPMVs um, or uh, RPMs. And uh, just just to be, uh, let me ex actually explain this. So um, an RPM basically is the amount of money a site will earn through ads per thousand visitors. So if you have 5,000 visitors and your EPMV is 10, you should have made, what, $50 or so, you know, with the site. So uh, that's really what the idea is with that. And some niches pay higher than others. You know, if you're in a personal finance space, you know, you might be able to get EPMVs 50, 60, 70 dollars or more. But then if you're in a niche where not as many people are advertising, you know, you might barely break ten dollars, you know. So it really just depends on who advertises in that particular niche and how you're doing on that. But um, revenue on a site drastically increased. We're talking about 71% increase in traffic. I'm sorry, in, in revenue. 71% increase in revenue. That's huge. That is huge. That's almost double, you know, what we were getting before. So a big reason for this was uh, we made a couple of changes with the way that we were making money with Amazon. So we took some of the highest traffic pages that we had and found the ones that actually had some type of buyer intent with them. And when I say buyer intent, I mean, there's, we're talking about a specific product. And from that product, you know, chances are a person might be in the market to buying that product. Not necessarily a product review, but it's just answering a specific question about that particular product. So by doing that, I went ahead and created and um, used the AAWP plugin and just created a chart of the top ones uh, put three or four in the for the options for that table. Then had an, an hour pick type where I just highlighted one of them. And then um, I highlighted another one saying the value pick. And you know what? Clicks are starting to get a little more consistent now. Um, clicks were kind of erratic. Some days we'd get five clicks. Other days we'd get 30 clicks. Sometimes we'd get 10 clicks. It's just dependent on how many clicks we're going to Amazon. Since implementing these tables, clicks have been pretty steady around 20 to 30 a day, which has uh, effectively increased the amount of money that's coming from Amazon, which is great. And uh so in the previous month, we had $71.48 coming from commissions uh, from Amazon, which is pretty good. I think last month we only had around $30, right? So uh, that's a massive increase there. Um, it's a little bit of a misnomer, though. Or I don't even know that's the right word, misnomer. It's a little misleading, I should say, because one purchase was around $1,300, I believe. And uh, that took up maybe $30 or $40 worth of it, worth of uh, commissions. So perhaps it should have only been around $40, uh, 30 or $40, but Hey, you know, if there was a purchase, I'm going to take it, you know, I'm not going to not take it for that. Someone bought like a generator or something that happened to be around 11, $1,200. So I'll go ahead and take that all day long. Um, the, in terms of expenses for the site, uh, we are on the elite premium for Ezoic, which comes down to $58, I believe. I am paying monthly with that, by the way. Um, you can pay monthly uh, if you'd like, or you can pay yearly. If I were to pay yearly, I think I'd save maybe $15 here. But um, 
I hate contracts. I don't even have a cell phone with a contract, so I'm not even going to bother with um, these yearly things. Um, Ezoic does have it to where if you ever did leave and you signed up for the uh, full year, you will have to pay like a cancellation uh, fee of the contract. So, you know, just in case, you know, I'm not saying I'm going anywhere because so far I'm loving Ezoic. It's doing pretty well. But, um, you know, you never know. And just to kind of you know save myself some money in the future, I decided let's just go ahead and keep it monthly, pay the extra 12, 13 bucks and just go from there. Now, once I get up to the higher premium tiers, especially once the traffic gets there, then I might have to reconsider because I, I, the difference would be more than 14 or 15 bucks. But we'll go from there. Um, we did uh, return opt-inly. Now, um, if you remember from a couple of updates ago, we in, we uh, we added opt-inly to our site. This is going to help us with pop-ups and everything. It was one of those AppSumo deals. You know, those are you know hit and miss sometimes. And unfortunately, you know, opt-inly it works and it works decently well, but um, it's still very early in the process. And what I'm doing with the site right now i needed a little more granular approach to reporting i need a more granular approach to where i can have these pop-ups pop up and um as of right now optinly wasn't there they will get there i believe give them another six months to a year but right now i needed this to be straight so i went ahead and went with uh, convertbox and a lot of people know about convertbox um, about how you can add it, uh, and it will, you can have pop-ups coming up based on an individual article. You can have pop-ups come up on, uh, just the category pages or the way that you tag a site. It's pretty robust and the reporting is great. It's, you could tell ConvertBox has been around for years where Optinly has only been around for a few months. Uh, but I went ahead with it. Those are going to be included in next month's numbers. So we're not going to include the ConvertBox purchase in this one. But uh, the cool thing about ConvertBox is it is a one-time purchase and it's yours for life. So um, we'll get into more of that when we get into our month six update. So let's go ahead and look at some of these numbers for month five. This is going to be the numbers without the growth costs. All right. So I explain this often, but uh, the growth costs are going to be things such as um, paying for articles to, to be written. You know, you don't need to always include those because that's not a number that someone would be paying if they wanted to write the articles themselves. That's just something that I'm doing extra. Right. So um, I'm going to include both of them. Sometimes you want to include the growth cost. Sometimes you don't. I'm going to give you both sides of it so that you can make the decision from there. But the Ezoic revenue came in at two hundred seventy four dollars and sixty seven cents. That's great. I think last month it was about one hundred dollars cheaper than that or le few less than that. Um, Amazon revenue, as we mentioned, seventy one dollars giving us a uh total of 342 dollars and 19 and 15 cents so so far since uh we acquired a site in january the site has generated over a thousand dollars one thousand eighty three dollars and eighty cents so um the income again about is up around 80 percent more than what it was in month four that's crazy. 80%. I like those types of numbers increases. I know I don't know if you do, but I definitely like those types of increases. Now let's go ahead and include the growth costs. All right. Without the growth costs, we are in the, the black $1,083. But now let's go ahead and look at the actual growth cost so far. And this is where we include the amount of money we've used to buy to pay for writers. So uh, again, Ezoic revenue, $274. Amazon revenue, $71. Our expenses, um, we spent $603.10 on content. We did get that refund of opt-inly, so we can take $59 away from that. Um, total for the month, 
that means the site uh, lost only $199, which is pretty good because in previous months we were losing a lot more than that. But now we're about $199. We're getting closer to breaking even with the site. Um, so total net loss so far for the site would be $3,674.31. A big portion of that is the um, age domain purchase. That was around if I remember right, 20, 100 bucks or something, or 1,700 bucks. Go to the previous month, you remember what it was, but it was around between 1,700 and $2,000 for that age domain. So uh, the fact that the site has generated, you know, $1,000 in revenue, um, we've spent, you know, X amount of dollars to get it to where it is now, but we're getting closer and closer to starting to break even with the site and then really start making more money with it. Now, again, that includes the growth cost. Without the growth cost, we're in the positive $1,000, all right? So that's kind of where we are there um we did get um another email from the people who are claiming to want to buy the claiming to want to buy the site they're asking us how much they how much we would want for it so i'm doing kind of a weird negotiating thing where i don't want to throw in a number immediately i'm gonna let them come up with a number but uh we'll see how it goes i'm not necessarily sure where that's gonna go uh they have gotten a little more sporadic in their email responses and i'm waiting for them to come back with me and they haven't already but um they have, you know, been conversing with me so far. We're kind of playing a little cat and mouse because we're in the negotiating phase, right? Um, again, I don't plan on really selling the site. I do want to see it through through at least the fourth quarter of 2022. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, again, if they give me some type of ridiculous number, I just might take it. But who knows? Um, all right. So let's go ahead and look at the site evaluation for Project Colvin. Now, this is the fun part. You know, we were talking about numbers, we were talking about how much the site has generated, but now let's get into how much the site is actually worth, okay? And it's like, it's almost like a house, you know? Just because you might be spending X amount of dollars to renovate the kitchen, add a new bathroom or whatever, those numbers are just completely different than what the actual house is worth actually is. So the May or the I'm sorry the project or the month five revenue don't know where I am right now the month five revenue was three hundred forty six dollars so typically you take like a last three months last six months but let's just say that this number holds true for at least three months which there's no reason why it shouldn't because the income is continuing to rise on the site so at a thirty five x multiple this site is worth at least twelve thousand one hundred ten dollars. That's pretty good. And that's at a, a low end because most sites now are selling for anywhere between a 30 and 50 X multiple, meaning you take the revenue and multiply it by 30 to 50. And that's about what you're going to get. Um, 50 is going to be kind of on the higher side. Uh, hopefully when with this site, I, if I were to sell it right now, hopefully I can get, you know, between a 40 and 45 because I think the site's organized really well. It's on an upward trajectory. It has good backlinks. It's a whole bunch of positive things to show that this site should be able to get at least a 40, 35 to 40 multiple. But on the high end, 45X, that means that this site is worth at least $15,570. Wow, you know, that's pretty outstanding to say that the site was acquired at $5,890, which means uh, it's at 
increase in revenue because when the site was acquired back in late December, early January, the site was generating about $150 a month. So the revenue is up 123% since then. And the overall site's value has increased from anywhere from 105% to 164%. So we effectively doubled our money in about four months. That's not bad, especially when you look at the climate in which we live with the uh, the stock market and, and crypto. Oh, my goodness, where it's going right now um, to see any type of asset going up right now is outstanding. Um, I was thinking about doing an episode where we talk about uh, uh, website investing versus traditional investing and where where should we be parking our money, you know? So I am still entertaining offers as to whether or not we're going to sell a site. But again, I'm not serious into doing it. But it's good to see that the site that we um, acquired at about 5,800 bucks is now worth anywhere from 12000 to $15,000. That's pretty amazing. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the changes to the blog that we made in month five. Um, we uh, changed the ads from balance to revenue focused within Ezoic. Again, that was at the uh, request of Ezoic. They're like, hey, you might as well, you know. And since we are trying to um, be a little more aggressive with the site in terms of monetization, uh, we're going to go ahead and just do it and just see what happens. Um, we turned on vignette ads, which we talked about before. Uh, we did turn off infinite scroll. We we're using Astro Pro. Um, as the theme, we had infinite scroll on. This is where you can continue to scroll and scroll and scroll and uh, a new article will just keep popping up. And what that does is it helps increase the uh, uh, on-page time, the dwell time. And with the dwell time being higher, they're supposed to be able to see more advertisements. The more advertisements they see, the more money that you make. Um, however, with Ezoic, it was explained to me that with the infinite scroll on, new ads won't always pop up in the ensuing articles. So it doesn't necessarily always work. So what's the worth of having more people on page if they're not seeing any more ads, right? So again, we're going to uh, perform a test. We turned off infinite scroll and we'll see how it goes from there. And uh, we'll let it ride. We'll probably let that one ride for a couple of months just to see what the difference is and then make a decision from there. Um, we did turn on native ads as well. I'm going to be honest, these are those spammy looking ads that are right at the bottom of your page with these weird pictures that just catch your eye because that's what they're designed to do um, with these crazy little you know, uh, topics and, and, and headlines that just gosh, I got to click it. And then it sends you to a site that just keeps refreshing over and over again to try to get you to click through a hundred times. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those either, but they're buried at the bottom of the article. Very few people are going to get there, yet they pay decently well. So I went ahead and turned those on. Again, we're being a little aggressive with the monetization um, on this site, but I think it's worth it just trying to see what we can maximize during this time of the year and seeing if we can really just kind of, you know, kill it with ads here. So let's go ahead and do that. We've done that. Um, we did fix our mediation settings. Uh, we were getting a little bit of money through mediation, but not a ton. And um, I didn't expect to get that much from mediation, but there was a couple of settings that uh, Ezoic walked me through over uh, on AdSense's, on Google AdSense website. And once I made a couple of tweaks, within a couple of days, I was I had doubled my mediation revenue, which I think was pretty awesome. So uh, if, if you're noticing that premium meeting that I had with Ezoic changed a lot of the way, it's a big reason why the, the income on the site's up 80%. Um, you only get that when you're a premium member, you know, so go ahead, take the advantage 
of signing up for premium because you at least get that site, that monetization site audit, which really helps with increasing the income on the site. Um, we already mentioned previously that we uh, added some exit intent pop-ups and some time on page pop-ups. So if someone's on the site for longer than, I think, believe five seconds or so, then they're going to uh, end up getting a pop-up ad. So, uh, or not just an ad, but a pop-up ad that goes to an affiliate site. So that's actually an, uh, a pop-up that I'm implementing, not Ezoic or anything like that. All right, so next up is the table of contents. I had a pretty cool thing here about the table of contents I want to make you aware of. So many ad networks, I know Mediavine specifically, recommend to either drop the table of contents completely or just default it to where it's already collapsed once someone lands on the page. And the reason for this is if a user lands on the page, they see your table of contents and they click it, then it's going to drop them down to that particular part of the page. It gets them the answer faster, so it is a better user experience. However, there's always a however, there's always a but, right? But now that decreases the amount of time that they're on the page for, which means they're going to see fewer ads. And if they see fewer ads, then you don't make as much money. So again, this is a part where you have to balance do you want to make more money and decrease the user experience or do you want to make less money but improve the user experience? It depends on where you are with your business, where you are with your blog and what it is that you want to do. But we did kind of find a way to kind of get around this. So for the longest, I've always had my table of contents default on collapse anyway. And I agree on that. I totally think that's the way to go. But if you completely remove your table of contents, that can effectively hurt your SEO because those jump links that are in the table of contents, they can uh, show up in the SERPs. They can show up on the search engine results page, which, you know, in effect will, uh, uh, you know, it'll hurt whether or not those show up on the search engine, which means people won't be able to click them which means, you know, that's less traffic to your site. Now, since then, I have been told that you can actually hard code those jump links into each one of your H2 tags or your subheadings in your article to where you won't need a table of contents, yet you still have the jump links. I'm not that advanced yet, and I might get there at some point, but as of now, one thing that I've decided to do is collapse the table of contents, but put it on the bottom of the article. So now all of my table of contents shows up at the bottom of the article. So it still stays on the site. The jump links are there, but I don't have to worry about them about a, a user, you know, immediately falling onto the page, seeing the table of contents, jumping to what they need, and then splitting. So I'm still able to preserve the SEO that a table of contents provides, but then also uh, not have it hurt, you know, as long as someone's going to be on the site. So we're testing this out of two. Um, for the record, we're just testing this stuff out. And just because I'm testing it doesn't mean you need to run out there and do it immediately. I'm just throwing a whole bunch of stuff out there because I can and just seeing exactly what can happen with it and then report to you and then let you see and maybe you can make the decision at that point on what you want to do next. So uh, that's going to be the idea that I have with the table of contents. Um, let's see. Most table of contents uh, plugins have a setting where you can tell it where you would like it to position, whether you want it like after the first subheading, at the very top, at the very bottom, or whatever. So just dig into your settings. I think I'm using the Lucky WP table of contents. Um, it works great. I mean, a lot of them work great, to be honest. But um, that one is you know, probably the one that is uh, pretty popular. All right, next up is the Tomb Rating SEO. So if you're not familiar with Tomb Rating SEO, Tomb Rating SEO is 
kind of what it sounds like, right? You are going over to um uh, to websites that are already in your niche. You're finding what competition you have out there and see looking at their domain rating or the strength of their backlink profile, comparing it to the Project Colvin site. And if they are lower, naturally, then I'm going to go ahead and see what pages are doing the best for them and then writing my own articles and just trying to best them in that article. So this works really, really well when you uh, find a very low domain rating type site. Maybe it's like, you know, under five or something, yet they're getting 100,000 page views. That's usually a great, great indication that a site that has a little more authority can write that same article because if they're ranking for it, chances are you're gonna rank for it as well at a higher authority. So essentially, the smaller websites are doing the keyword research for me. And then I just figure out exactly what they're doing. Nathan Gotch talk about, talked about this particular um, uh, way of doing keyword research um, in the episode that we had with him a couple of weeks ago. I believe it's episode 42. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to go check out the episode where we interviewed Nathan Gotch. He goes into a little bit more detail on how to uh, basically tomb raid. He didn't call it that. That's really a, um, a term that niche website builders uses. They have an amazing YouTube channel as well. Be sure to check them out. But um, I'm implementing this tomb rating SEO strategy. It is very time consuming. I will be honest, because you do have to spend a lot of time finding out your competitors, uh, figuring out um, what's ranking for them, um, extrapolating that, figuring out where they are in terms of domain rating, but then you're pulling it from multiple sources, not just getting it from Ahrefs. You're also getting something from um, um, Moz and something from S uh, SEM or SEMrush and all of these places. You need to have all these tools temporarily so that you can get these, these numbers. But once you get them and you have the websites, now, you know, I have you know, three to 400 article ideas that I can pick up at any point and know what to do by doing this um, more advanced tomb rating SEO. And again, um, just a little caveat when it comes to tomb rating SEO, you do need to have a site that at least has some authority with it. Um, if you have a site that's around two or three in page authority, or sorry, in domain rating, then um, it's probably not going to do the best for you because you need to have sites that are under you in order to know what to go after. Um, but because we did the age domain and uh, redirected it to the Project Colvin case study, the DR of the site jumped from like two or three to 25. And that's where we are right now. So um, we can do a little bit more competitive analysis and competitive uh, uh, keyword analysis. And it's been great because since the domain rating has jumped on the site, we get more emails for backlink requests now. And that gives us more opportunity to be able to do some reverse outreach. All right. And um, we didn't go into great detail as to how reverse outreach works, but be sure to check out the YouTube channel um, where we, I have a whole video that actually talks about how to do reverse outreach. So let's talk about some of the blogging ups and downs. Again, um, you know, it's not always peaches and rainbows and, and, and sugar, you know, when putting together these sites. Sometimes things just get down and nasty and we got to figure stuff out. Um, I'm going to be honest. We I let the month get away from me in terms of uh, adding these 17 articles to this site. Uh, I think toward the end of the month, I may have had a week left and I hadn't added any. But I'm going to be honest. Thank God for this case study. 
because I have to be accountable to you. And I want to be able to show you. I don't want to log on and say, hey, I didn't do anything with the site this month. Sorry. That's not that's not the way I want this to happen. Um, so because of that, when I got when it got really down dirty, I went ahead, came up with all the article ideas, shot them off to my writers, got everything written pretty quickly and um, was able to get them posted even by the last day of the month, um, which is pretty record time. And I'm going to be honest, writer access amazing i love writer access the fact that i can do something like that so quickly uh, it's it's pretty amazing and then get good articles back as well i think i may have only had to send back two or three of them because of some technical stuff but once i sent those back those guys got back on it sent me the new articles um i mean they do require a little bit of editing that's going to happen with anything but uh they are basically just cut paste and then optimized with phrase seo uh, phrase.io Boom, went from there. Um, so that was the highs and lows. You know, stuff happens. You know, it, it gets tough to sit down and, and, and work on your blogs. And that's something that uh, experienced bloggers as well as newer bloggers face with as well. But um, I will say, usually with experienced bloggers, um, we understand that the time and effort that we do put into these sites is going to yield a return in the future. When you're newer at this stuff, it's sometimes difficult to see the future, you know, or it's always difficult to see the future, I guess. But when you're newer with it, if you don't understand the process or um, um, it's kind of difficult to say, OK, if I work on it this hard, how do I know I'm going to get a return? But the fact that I've done this so many times before, I know I'm going to get a return. I just got to actually do it. So um, because of that, you know, it, it got tough. Some stuff popped up throughout the month. Didn't have time to work on the site as much as I wanted to, but even then was still able to get 17 articles up. Um, we gained a couple of new people to our love list within Writer Access, and this love list is really what makes time travel possible for all my Back to the Future fans out there. Um, having this love list, having a list of people who I know can write good articles, I can literally send them 20, 30 articles at once and because there's, I think, seven to 10 of them there, it's like I have seven to 10 writers and I don't have to worry about sending them, you know, consistent content or whatever, just sending them a handful of articles each and every month. And it gets done in pretty much in record time. Um, there was a uh, an update, a Google Core update that a lot of people were having some major, major issues with. Um I have my own thoughts on that, and that's probably just for another podcast. But uh, yeah, it was some some major issues. But I will say that um, I believe the site got hit a little bit. And when I say hit a little, I mean maybe a five or ten percent drop. But literally, like the next day, um, it went back up and didn't really have an issue there. So you know, I venture to say that I wasn't really hit with it. At least not now. You know, you never know. But um, yeah, it worked. It worked out pretty well. Not too worried about it. Um, a horror campaign, which is help a reporter out, uh, has started with um, niche website builders. Um, we're finally in the thick of that, and they made thirty-three pitches in month five. Uh, they tell me it usually takes anywhere from four to eight weeks before we start to see um, some links from this. So I'm hoping by the end of month six, we're going to at least see a handful of links coming in. You know, we'll go from there. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into the goals that we want for month six. Um, I want to get 20 to 40 articles up. And uh, a lot of those articles are going to go after the tomb rating SEO keywords. Um, I do need to build a lead magnet that I want for this site as well. So I can start collecting emails through ConvertBox as well. Um, I was able to connect with someone in my niche 
and uh, who's a little further along, well, a lot further along, <laughs> I should say. And, um, you know, trying to create a relationship. This isn't for backlinks or anything. I'm just trying to pick his brain to see what he's done to be successful and if I can do something similar for our site. And then um, I also want to go back and marginally improve some posts that are doing okay, but not amazing. And um, really just what I'm going to be doing with those is the ones that I see that are ranking on you know, the bottom of page one, page two, and taking those articles, dumping them in phrase.io, seeing what I can do to kind of punch them up a little bit, refreshing the content, putting it back out there, and then just waiting. Um, I want to do that for about seven to 10 articles as well. We'll see if we can get there. Um, but that's pretty much it. Those are going to be the goals for month six. I don't imagine month six being groundbreaking um hopefully we're just going to see some some ups but um a lot of the major changes that we've made to the site we've already done um right now we're going to be getting like we mentioned a lot of the lead magnet and trying to collect email addresses but other than that that's what we're really going to be working on from now on is just content content and then improving some content as well um I mentioned previously in uh, last week's episode that I don't really update content, but I mean, I don't update content that I wrote. I update content that um, that was written by the previous uh, uh, owner of this site because they had around 40 to 50 articles on the site. And some of those are still pulling in traffic, but a lot of them, you know, they could use a punching up and then hopefully move those to the first page of Google. So that's going to be the Project Colvin update for this month. Um, thanks so much for listening. And I mean, I, ho I hope you get something out of this by me rambling on. What is this? Almost a little over 40 minutes now. So this was a little longer than I expected. But um, if you have any questions and, um, you know, just be sure to shoot me an email and um, I'll respond to it as quickly as I can. Um, I'll personally respond to all the emails, by the way. Um, as well. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave me a comment down below. I get to those comments as fast as I can as well, because I unfortunately live on YouTube because I just I actually do love YouTube a lot. But anyways, um, thank you guys so much for watching. Again, please keep on doing, uh, sorry, keep uh, working, keep growing, do something now that your future self will thank you for. And I'll catch you in the next update. See you later. Peace. Peace.